Welcome to the Monday edition of Transformation Radio. begin our reading today here in the New Testament, and it comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 26. Enormous crowds were following Jesus. He was the talk of the town, and everyone wanted to see him. The disciples, who were the closest associates of this popular man, were certainly tempted to feel important, proud, and possessive. Being with Jesus gave them not only prestige, but also opportunity for receiving money and power. The crowds were gathering once again. But before speaking to them, Jesus pulled his disciples aside and warned them about the temptations they would face as his associates. The Beatitudes can be understood in at least four ways. Number one, they're a code of ethics for the disciples and a standard of conduct for all believers. Number two, they contrast kingdom values what is eternal, that is, with worldly values, that's so what's temporary. Number three, 
They contrast the superficial so-called faith of the Pharisees with the real faith that Christ demands. And number four, they show how the Old Testament expectations will be fulfilled in the new kingdom. Well, these Beatitudes are not multiple choice. Pick what you like and leave the rest. No, they must be taken as a whole. They describe what we should be like as Christ's followers. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. January 5th, the New Testament. Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 26. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand, where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So, if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that our ancestors were told, You must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, If you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So, if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, 
Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge, who will hand you over to an officer, and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. Psalm 5, verses 1 through 12. The secret of a close relationship with God is to pray to Him earnestly each morning. In the morning, our minds are more free from problems, and then we can commit the whole day to God. Regular communication helps any friendship, and is certainly necessary for a strong relationship with God. We need to communicate with Him daily. Do you have a regular time to pray and read God's Word? God cannot condone or excuse even the smallest sin. So we cannot excuse ourselves for sinning only a little bit. As we grow spiritually, our sensitivity to sin increases. What's your reaction to sin in your own life? Are you insensitive, unconcerned, disappointed, or comfortable? As God makes us aware of sin, we must be intolerant toward it and be willing to change. All believers should strive to be more tolerant of people, but less tolerant of the sin in themselves and others. Psalm chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be accompanied by the flute. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. O God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence. For you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 through 28. I, wisdom, called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. 
Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. Day. 
Here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's abridged scripture reading is from Acts chapter 8, where we learn that an angel has directed Philip to take a specific route to Gaza. On the way, he met an Ethiopian man reading in his chariot. We begin in verse 30. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet, and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, Well, how could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, water! What prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. Many Christians have adopted a narrow definition of the word testimony. But sharing Jesus is much more than telling our conversion story or talking about God's work in our life. Although these things are important, we need to be prepared to meet unbelievers at the point of their spiritual need, even if our own story is very different. Philip's encounter with the Ethiopian eunuch can teach us quite a lot. While young Israelites had friends and family to disciple them in their faith, a foreign convert often had to work alone to discern the meaning of complex scriptures. So by asking, Do you understand what you're reading? Philip showed that he understood the Ethiopian's disadvantage. That one question enabled him to discover that the man had a genuine thirst for God's truth, but did not know of the Messiah. Philip used that information to tailor a gospel testimony for his particular listener. Consider how easily the Ethiopian could have become confused or frustrated if Philip, whose Jewish background was so different from the foreigners, had told only his own conversion story. The evangelist wisely avoided any extraneous information and instead used the power of God's Word to introduce the man to Jesus Christ. Philip's testimony began with the passage the Ethiopian was reading. He effectively spoke to the man's spiritual interest in general, while specifically answering his questions about Isaiah chapter 53. We too must be sensitive to unbelievers' concerns so we can explain how God will meet their needs. Together, everybody needs you strong. But life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender. Lay it down and let it go. So when you're on your knees and answers seem so far away. You're not alone, stop holding on and just be here Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place I'm on the throne, stop holding on and just be here Just be 
My name is John Maxwell. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. Today, the word is credibility. Paul Clear from Houston, Texas, who's a psychologist, wanted me to talk about this important word. You know, Paul, if uh, you and I were sitting down together and we were just maybe having a little lunch, and you would look across the table and say, John, um, what one word would you say is indispensable to a leader's success? I think I would choose the word that you chose, credibility. Here's what I know. Without it, it is impossible to build sustained leadership. You see, it's one thing to kind of be a little bit of a magnet, have a little bit of charisma, and and be able to kind of walk in the room and kind of, quote, sweep people off their feet. But here's what I know. People may walk in the room with you, but if you don't have credibility with them, they won't stay in the room with you. Paul, it's a great word. And for all of us today, you, Paul, me, all of us, I think we want to make sure that our life is credible because that's where leadership stands up and counts. Oh, consuming fire, you're our heart's desire, living flame of love, 
Hello, my name is Paul Ballard II. I'm 26 years old, and I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. I was raised in a good Christian family, but then I started to veer away from God by, and started smoking weed and drinking at a young age. When I graduated high school, I got a really good job and was making really good money. When I was introduced to Percocets, and that later turned into heroin. After everything got bad, I ended up losing my job, and later I ended up selling my car, boat, and lost my house. So I moved in with my mom, and then I started doing heroin and smoking crack. And that's when everything went down the drain. I had never stole anything in my life until then, and I was robbing from my own family and friends. I had burnt every bridge, I was sleeping in my car, I had nowhere to go, and I was at my end. When one of my buddies told me about the refuge, so I thought I'd give it a try. And when I got here, I was welcomed with open arms. I gave myself to the Lord again, and everything started to turn around for me. I don't know where the Lord's going to take me, and I don't know how, but I'm going. You open horizons in my life Of limitless and cloudless hope You defied the gravity in me And give wings to my flightlessness So Christ has set me free From negativity from impossibility, oh, Christ has set me free. All hope has been released, oh, Christ has set me free. You have taught my future how to shine.
children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Yeah. I created you. If not us, then I'm not afraid. 
listening to today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.